The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's me, it's me, it's the ROB, mobbing once again on this weekly TV with the coolest podcaster in the room, right here on Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am the DSP, Lee Walker. We have former WWE writer Rob Hockman. Rob, how you doing today? We are just a week away from probably one of the biggest perched on the top rope events of all time, the Iconics slash now the Inspiration, bringing their Impact Tag Team Championships of the World to Big Event New York, November 13th in LaGuardia at the Marriott, and then November 14th in Albany at Showcase of Legend 6. Yes, now we got that out of the way. I am doing phenomenal. The Giants won today. The Buffalo Bills lost today. You know why it's significant that the Buffalo Bills lost today? Do you know why it's significant that they lost today? It's because a wide receiver named Stefan Diggs during the uh, pregame decided to wear AEW cleats. At a Jaguars game, which we ding, all know ding. who owns the Jaguars. Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets the square. Tell him what he's won, Johnny. You know, even Vince McMahon still, after owning the XFL, can still buy a referee and make sure that all the penalties go against Buffalo. And yes, the Jags won their second game. Congratulations, Urban Meyer. I know there's a great strip club. It's called uh, The Dollhouse that he will be participating at tonight in Jacksonville, probably right about now as we look at the clock. Um, enjoy and embrace. It's, it's great. I can't wait. I can't wait. This week is going to be phenomenal. Um, this week, this past week, it's had its peaks. It's had its valleys. And we're going to discuss it all right here. On person at top row. This has been one hell of a week as I've come to the realization that we're going to get more and more of days like these at the rate that WWE continues their hiring and firing process. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this in episode 38. Uh, all those who were released, we did it literally as the names were dropped. Now, we didn't know any of the information at the time as to why, Rob, but I'll go down the list real quick uh, for you. Eva Marie literally was just brought back months ago. Harry Smith never even made TV. Mia Yim. Shocking. The most shocking to me, Keith Lee, another shocker. Nia Jax, another shocker. Karrion Cross, another shocker. Scarlett, another shocker because they would just debuted on SmackDown, BFAB of Hit Row. The Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik and uh, Lince Dorado. For me, this wasn't shocking as Grand Metalik actually requested his release earlier in the year. Uh, Katrina Cortez. Ember Moon, that was pretty shocking in my eyes. Uh, Frankie Monet, who is uh, Taya Valkyrie, who we know is John Morrison's wife. Uh, Trey Baxter, Jeet Rama, Oni Larkin, uh, Zeta Ramir, and Jesse Kamiya. Um, I have a thought in my head, Rob, when it comes to this. Now, these 18 were released the other day. In total, there was 71 total wrestlers released in 2021. Now, with fans coming back to in-show and things like that, in pay-per-views, house shows, we have seen a resurgence in wrestling, so to speak. Would, would you agree to that? Absolutely. 100%. And, thank, so, and that's thanks to WWE and AEW. 100%. So releasing 71 wrestlers, literally a whole company, if you will, yeah, of, of superstars, 
does that say a resurgence of wrestling or a great depression? Well, depends on who you who who you're looking at it from. AEW is is thriving high and they're and they're um, picking up different talent here and there and they're doing just fine. I said it and 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 I can do it till I'm blue in the face. There is a reason WWE is doing what it's doing and it is because each if you take a look at the um, every time they have like their quarter earnings they need to make sure that the quarter earnings keep getting better and better and better because the company that they are selling to, yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages and wrestlers who don't want to believe what they don't want to believe. WWE is trying to sell its company. The way you sell a major billion-dollar company such as this is you need to make sure each quarter earnings are better and better and better. Now, the house shows have not been necessarily what they should be. The buy rates on Peacock have not been what they necessarily should be. The pay-per-view rates have not been necessarily what they should be. And obviously, the fan morale, and I use fan morale, is not what it should be with WWE. Therefore, dollars and cents-wise, the numbers are down. Their merchandise is down. Their sales everywhere across the board is down. So what do we got to do? We're going to take half a million here, a million here, 900,000 here. This is the same thing we did with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt and everybody else on top of that. And people can make the comments that they want to make about uh, Eva Marie and this, that. It, 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 listen, these are the guys that we WWE wasn't doing anything with. They know they have to make the shareholder meetings and the quarterly earnings pop. And that's what they did. And you watch. Now, it's funny you mentioned all these wrestlers that got let go. You didn't mention the C. Was she the CFO? She was something. And she just, she did the quarterly earning report. She did a phenomenal job on the quarterly earning report. They were up. And then they fired her. And they fired all these other wrestlers because now when you watch the quarter four earning report, and that comes at the end of December, beginning of January, you'll see WWE's number is better than it was for this quarterly earning report. Just to, yeah, and, 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 that, and it's all to make the new buyer. Uh, it looks good on paper for the new buyer. There is going to be a new buyer, folks. It's that's. <laughs> Fate complete. And when we when we do get to talk to um, WCW standards and practices, um, uh, Galen, he will tell you back in the day with WCW, they knew that WCW was sold back in 99. And the WCW sale didn't go through until 2001. So it does take a two year process. So understand there's a reason that we're doing what we're doing. Sorry, that was long-winded. And as Jeff nah. Jarrett would say, a little granular. Nah, because we've been saying we've been saying it since the summer that WWE is for sales. It just you can't keep overlooking it. Now they had these eighteen released, and we find out uh, literally the next day, word gets out that, as you said earlier, Rob, budget cuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of that, I, you know, it, it's, you hear it every time you hear it every time out of WWE, it's budget cuts, it's budget cuts, it's budget cuts. Uh, but you just explained it perfectly as to why. So um, in my All eyes, right, I, Dad, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little inside story and let's not get off the railroad tracks, but I'll tell you a little inside story. Everybody knows anybody who's listened to this wonderful podcast knows that I work for Walt Disney world. And when COVID hit in 2020, Disney, which is a trillion dollar company, we bought fucking Star Wars. We are going to buy the WWE. Okay. They took a bunch of us and they put us on what they like to call furlough. And they didn't know when we were going to come back. You know when they needed us? 
when all of a sudden everything started to open and they said, oh, shit, we need all these people. Well, guess what? After so many months, a lot of people found jobs elsewhere because Disney isn't the greatest thing of all time. But Disney initially used it as budget cuts. Bull. Bullshit. And that's, we don't need to get off the rails, but there are other companies that, that are just as big, if not bigger, than WWE that use that same stupid line and it's horse shit. Yeah, I mean, we all know it is. And we started to hear some reasons and rumors as to why some of these stars have been released. And we'll start with Nia Jax. Nia Jax put out a fantastic message. Um, as we know, she'd been written off TV with the like broken arm angle against uh, Shayna Baszler there. Yep. And uh, Nia made it known in this message that she had asked for time off uh, for men- mental health issues. Ne- you know, needed a mental health break. She gets she gets that break. You know, they so they they do the the story angle w- with Shayna. You know, busting you know her arm on the the steel steps when when she kicked it. Sure. Um. WWE scheduled her to come back November 15th. Apparently she had asked for a little more time off and she said WWE never got back to her and then she was released. Mm-hmm. So um, chalk that up for what it's worth. And then Wade Keller reported that Keith Lee I don't want to say it was difficult to work with, but I guess he made it known that he did not like losing, losing. (laughs) I I mean, nobody, nobody likes to lose. And I, I, I can't imagine in sports entertainment where Baron Corbin in 2020 alone, only won seven matches out of hundreds uh that you still want to lose like i mean losing is losing is a part of of the sports entertainment losing is a part of wrestling oh someone's gotta win someone's gotta lose yeah you know Um, if 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 george lucas is writing star wars and they gotta kill han solo and and harrison ford says well i don't really want to die though well but that's how it's written yeah you gotta die in this one i mean yeah, I mean, and we we've seen you know in the past where even just recently where they they go into business for themselves, so to speak. Look at the the Charlotte Becky Lynch, yeah, title exchange thing. We talked about that, and it's actually our uh, highest rated episode right now. But I mean, you know, so when they give the bullshit excuse of budget cuts, and then the wrestlers come out, and you know, you even hear from their words, I took time off you know and then i get released because i asked for time off you know it's clearly not budget cuts at the end of the day well let's 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 it's clearly not budget cuts at the end of the day clearly if you give them a reason they're gonna take it um again let's go down a rabbit hole I worked. I, I worked for Walt Disney World, and and uh, a couple months back, I was granted um, a medical leave of absence for mental health. That medical leave of absence was for three weeks, and I was told at the end of the three weeks, when I wanted to get a little bit more, well, we can do this one of two ways: you can come back, or we can kind of have a discussion about parting ways. Now, WWE wasn't nice enough to have that discussion with, with Nia. They just immediately parted ways. I found my way back to work. Um, again, I don't know what Nia was going through, and, and, and I hope it's um, something that she can overcome. But I, can, I, can, I also see the flip side of it in the corporation is going to look for the, 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 the way to get out of you. Hell, Disney just just last week. I'm on a week vacation. You know this, Lee. 
I'm on a week vacation right now because I haven't gotten the vaccine that everybody wants. But Disney told me if you don't get it, well, then we're going to have to have a discussion. Well, look, you dumb motherfuckers. Here the goddamn thing is. Shove it up your ass. And I'm not giving it to you until Tuesday because you gave me until Tuesday. So guess what? I'm off until Tuesday. And there's the goddamn Band-Aid to fucking prove it. <laughs> so they can stick it up there, left keister. But again, corporations are going to do what corporations want to do. So if we want to talk business, we could talk business. If we want to talk uh, budget cuts, we can talk budget cuts. But, you, you know, if you give if you give a company a reason to get rid of you and Lee, you own a business, you know this. If I want to go to Dallas for the week instead of working for you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have a job when I get back. It's the way I roll. So. I mean, unless you, you know, request the time off and stuff like that. And but you if just, I, ju- you know, if I, if I you just call me last off. minute, hey, I'm going to Texas in a few for a few days. I leave tomorrow. No, it's not how that works. So, but um, so when it comes to the releases, uh, it was Wrestle Votes that actually broke the news, and a lot of people didn't really believe it. But Wrestle Votes actually is a, a credible source uh, on Twitter, uh, w- which brings me to the next point. Rob, when you look at the age of a lot of the women that were released, I think uh, BFAB was the youngest. And uh, I, I, don't else, I don't want to buy into it. Everyone else know. seemed to be over 30. And, uh, you know, the Wrestling Observer noted that NXT is now only looking to sign women under the age of 25. If you're over 25, you're likely not to get signed. This is just like when WWE for the males uh, wouldn't sign anyone over the age of 30 anymore, which we've now seen not be the case. But Rob, if this is something that is to stick, (laughs) There's other women on the roster that are over 30 that they didn't release. Is there a reason why that would be? Or is it just because most of the ones that they did release are more NXT? Again, um, how do we want to go down this road? How do we want to go down this road? Um, when I worked there, Vince always said, champions have a look and a feel to them. And this is going to contradict the next person we talk about who got released, but champions have a look and a feel to them. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Warrior, Roman Reigns. John Cena, women as well have a look and a feel to them. Take a look at who got released, and I'm going to leave it there. There's a reason Charlotte looks different every single week she's on TV. Um, There's a reason they didn't bring Becky back right after she popped the baby out. There's a reason Carmella looks enhanced every single week she's on TV. Um, do we need to keep going? You, you kind of got to want to fit in. What, what do they call that thing? An hourglass? Well, you I mean, want to kind of fit into that. And, and if you take a look at the names that got released. Well, other than other than BFAB. Who I thought was gorgeous. She looked great in those thigh high boots. Um, but I mean, you got Dewdrop. She doesn't fit the mold of what the and, women are supposed to look in wrestling. Okay, uh, all right, and I'll go and I'll play. I'll play that with you. I'll, I'll play that hand. Um, let's let Dewdrop play out. And if we release all the thick people real quick, real fast, you know how fast you get a class action lawsuit against you. So. Yeah. So you know how I avoid a class action lawsuit? 
You know how Vince Russo did not avoid a class action lawsuit in WCW when he when he said, I'm releasing all the Japanese and the Mexicans and they'll never wrestle on my TV again. He didn't keep one on there because had he keep kept one Japanese or one Mexican on his show, he could have said, that's bullshit. I still got this guy. I still got this guy. So WWE and 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 listen, if we watched uh, if we watched Dark Side of the Ring, their legal team is by far better than OJ Simpson ever had. Hmm. You know they've thought about this ten times sideways, and they were like, "Well, Vince, we can't release the the dewdrop because if we get rid of her, then we could be susceptible to a class action lawsuit." Let's be honest. If we keep dewdrop at least till the next round of budget cuts budget cuts um you know then we avoid a class action lawsuit because if these ones were to bring a class action lawsuit because ty of valkyries already uh, twitter wild talking about all the people who lied to her and this that and the other thing um you know and and listen i love ty of valkyrie i think she's a beautiful girl i just know the vince mindset this has nothing to do with my my feelings on women or, or, or men or anything like that. But this would go towards Keith Lee as well. This would go towards Keith Lee as well. Um, he was never going to be a world champion. As good as he was, and as much as the fans loved him, he was never going to be a world champion in Vince's eyes. Now, you want to go down the road to carry and cross... I don't have an answer for you because that man had the look, the feel, the touch. The, he, he was uh, God created him to be the WWE world champion. He had the perfect fit mold and everything. But we were talking about the girls. So. Yeah. I mean, even though like we were talking about the girls at first, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, Keith Lee was another one, you know, Vince was making, go to training a while back and a lot of people thought it had to do with his weight and this and that. It did. But I mean, if, but you know, but if you remember correctly, when he was in the ring and looked at Brock Lesnar in the eyes and just gave that smirk, the crowd went crazy. The crowd wanted that. Um, you know, and then as I, as I infamously say, WWE is going to WWE. Yeah. But um, see, I can let let's let's take exactly what you're talking about right now for just a moment. Brock Lesnar does what he does. He and 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 if we go back to Royal Rumble, he looks at him and goes, "Holy shit, what is this?" Right? He and he really put him over with his facial expressions and everything like that. Yeah. If Vince doesn't like the way you look, you're dead. You're dead. I don't care what, who does what. John Cena could lay down in the center of the damn ring and I could pin him. All 150 scrawny pounds of me. The fans, they could love it. Not going to happen. Case in point, Daniel Bryan. Back in the the Yes movement. Remember Mm -hmm. way back, WrestleMania 30? Everybody was behind him. But no, Vince wanted Batista. Why? Because Batista had that look, feel, and touch. He was big. He was bulky. He was. And, and, and you hear me grunting because I can hear him in my head. Look at him. This is him. This is what we need. And it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that, but it ended up being Daniel Bryan in the long run anyway, because uh, the fans and how, were... And I'm curious, how long did that last? Yeah. A week? Oh, wait, did he even get out? He got out of WrestleMania, but then he gave it up on Monday night, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then it happened the, ne- and then it happened, uh, the next WrestleMania with the uh, Intercontinental Championship as well. And then he gave that one up too. Okay. Yeah, so it was like back-to-back. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the, the other thing I found interesting was that WWE is apparently going to change how they evaluate wrestlers and the contracts and everything. Um, yeah. Again, Wrestling Observer uh, was talking about it. Dave and Brian there. 
this is uh, this is very interesting. So I'm glad you're touching on this. Yeah. So apparently, uh, what they're looking for in the new year of 2022, they might do 60 day contracts to see if uh, the talent they hire improves at all. Uh, to which, if they don't show the improvement that WWE is expecting them, they will not get full time deals. Uh, the other thing that was brought up was uh, a new plan to evaluate the talent and do it every six months. If again, they do not improve to WWE's liking best of luck in your future endeavors. What what do you think about this? Like how well do you think this will realistically work? I think this is a clusterfuck from, from, both angles. I'm going to pitch you both angles. First of all, and we talked about this the other day off off air. If you're the talent, Lee, if you're the wrestler, okay, you're putting your 60-day hopes and dreams and life in my hands. The writer, the booker, the man. And if I come up with you putting you in a pink tutu and being the tooth fairy, and it doesn't get over, we can your ass in 60 days. So you basically have no real control over your character. You're, you're at the, the whims and the hopes and prayers of, of the writers. Okay? And, uh, uh, and we've been very critical of the writers on this show. Hi, Freddie Prince. You still suck. Um, that, that, you know, they, they clearly are not attracting the audience right now of the WWE universe. However, I'll play I'll play the, the flip side of the coin, the tail side of the coin. You signed me to a 60-day deal. And similar to Dusty Rhodes, when they put him in the polka dots and he got over, when that 60 days is up, I don't re-sign. And I tell you, now you can bend over and you can back the Brinks truck up, and you can pay me. Imagine if you were Stone Cold Steve Austin after winning King of the Ring, and you're on this 60-day clause, and he comes up with the, you thump your Bibles, you say your prayers, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass, and the next night, all these 316 signs are in the crowd. Do you think he's signing that 60 day? Oh, we, well, Steve, we're going to kind of need you to sign this contract, you know? Yeah, no, no, there's going to be a few more zeros on the end of that. Otherwise there's a company called AEW that I'm going to go visit. So it's, 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 it's the 60 day thing could, could bite WWE in the ass. But again, you're relying on these writers. It's a good point. That's a very good point. So, like, now they're relying on guys like you to get them over, which uh, we've known that you yourself as a former WWE writer uh, did that really well. You did it with Crime Time. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, which which you've told the stories in, in previous episodes and everything. But, um, yeah, this is a lot of relying on – the, the writing staff. How about even like the producers of the matches? Like you got to make somebody look good and, and someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose, you know, now you're trying to make it. So if you're a producer, a lot of these talents are going to be like, Hey, I know I'm losing, but I still need to look strong. I have an evaluation coming up. Like, you know, now they're going to try and finagle and work way, you know, could they, uh, you were there. Had, had they done that with writers and producers where they try and, hey, you know, I could be getting let go. You need to make me look good. Have, they, have, have wrestlers done that? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't to this extent. It definitely wasn't to this extent. You knew if you were going to get re-signed six months prior, you know, and, and we, didn't, we didn't go down to the wire like they're doing now. You know, the games that Adam Cole plays – and 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 these other guys you don't we didn't we didn't have that problem but i could totally see where bully ray of the dudley boys said somebody has to 
go over and somebody has to get over. And this relates to Keith Lee. While he wasn't going over, he could still figure out a way to get over. And, and that just didn't happen for him. And I think because he kind of maybe he sourpussed on the on the, the fact that he just was losing instead of winning. But when you come from and I love NXT, so don't take this the wrong way. But when you come from NXT and you go up to SmackDown or Raw, NXT is seen in the WWE eyes as the minor leagues. And when you come from winning, winning, winning in the minor leagues, and you're hitting home runs out of the ballpark in the minor leagues, and then you go up to the major leagues and you're losing, losing, losing. Granted, we're scripted. We're entertainment. But these guys still think they should be winning, winning, winning. Yeah. And they're not. And they're not. And, and, and some of them can handle it and some of them can't. Steve Austin, as the, as the what was he? The, the, the Million Dollar Man's guy. What, what was his name? He went by um, the Ringmaster. Ringmaster, thank you. He was good, but he wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. And anybody with half a brain will tell you the Ringmaster didn't even compare to Stone Cold Steve Austin. It took a minute for Steve to get rolling. Rocky Manavia wasn't The Rock. It took a minute for him to get rolling. Razor Ramon. Everybody, it took a minute for some of these really good characters. Wrestlers are like scratch off lottery tickets. It really takes, um, you know, you really got to strike gold. Um, you know, I, I got lucky with crime time and, and, and that didn't even last that long. So let's not talk like I'm God's gift to, to, to the world. Yeah, crime time was awesome. But uh, eventually the flame burned out because we weren't given the spots that we needed. At the end of the day, there's a guy sitting in a chair much bigger than mine that creates these matches. And if and if fans out there don't like what AEW does, there's a guy with, with glasses and dark hair who can't run the Jacksonville Jaguars sitting in a big chair up there that's creating these matches that, you know, thinks he knows what he's doing. And that's the same thing with Vince McMahon. I could be the greatest of all time, but and, and so could Vince Russo, for that matter, or anybody else. But at the end of the day, Vince McMahon and Tony Khan call the shots. Well, you know, and, and one of those things that you had, you had brought up in all of that was the fact that you said that these wrestlers, you know, want to win and, and things to that nature. I want to do something a little unorthodox that we haven't done uh, on this show yet. And I think it'll actually be pretty interesting, especially since uh, we're talking about these wrestlers being released uh, wrestlers that Vince is, is in theory high on, uh, you know, realistically carrying cross would be one that he should be high on, but was still let go. I want to take a look at all 18 NXT champions real quick. As you know, I like numbers. I like, I like, I like looking at numbers and this and that. This ain't going to be good. No, there's 18 and I can, I'll break it down real quick right now for you. Out of the 18 champions, seven are no longer with the company. Out of, out of 18, eight have never held a championship on the main roster. Out of 18, six have had successful main event runs on the main roster. Out of 18, 11 have been regulated to mid-card status on the main roster. So let's break this down real quick. Champion number one, Seth Rollins, as we know, successful on the main roster. Yeah. Big E. Start off, he's been successful. Started off, you know, as a traditional work your way up kind of kind of deal. But he had the new 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 day gimmick and everything like that going for him. I, I give him and, success. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. You give I give him success too. He he was one of those, you know, just like Seth Rollins. You know, they were slow builders, which is how I think it should be when doing this. 
as you said, during that 60 days and that six months, how the hell do you do evaluations act? Like it- exactly. If you took any of these guys, take their first 60 days, would you, would you fire them or hire them? I mean, and you can go back on the network and look at these things. Realistically, you'd fire them. Yeah, almost everybody. Yeah, because in, in two months, you're not given enough to, to really showcase yourself. You're pretty much in your first two months of the, the, the job, you're, you're regulated to jobbing for the most part or, or you know backstage segments and stuff like that. And after so, that, what do you do? Do you give them a 30-day extension? And keep yeah. 30 daying them. Uh, I yeah. mean, nobody feels comfortable after that. That's like a sports coach that knows he's in the final year of his contract. Yeah. But go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Third third guy. So we have uh third guy's Bo Dallas. Uh, yeah, we've seen, you know, we saw when uh you know be a te- you know tag team champion, stuff like that, but uh rather lackluster career on the main roster and then uh was released. Yep. Uh the fourth champion was uh, we had Neville. Uh, mm-hmm. Who we saw pretty much be regulated to 205 Live, wanted to be on Raw. I believe he actually really resented the fact that Enzo was the Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, I think uh, he had issues. Yeah, so he requested he requested his release and uh, left. Sami Zayn. Uh, okay. He's on TV every week. He, his contract is actually, I guess, set to expire before the end of 2021. I would say he's mid card status. He, you know, but you know, he is on TV every week. I'm not saying being a mid carder isn't successful, but when you've, you've had such a pinnacle in NXT and then you get to the main roster. Here's, here's the problem. And this goes back to what we were talking about before. He doesn't have the look, the feel, the, I don't want to put my hands on him and make him a world champion. He's not a big guy. Uh, he's also had a couple uh, shoulder injuries. If you remember, I think he was, it was him or somebody else. I think there was a female also tore, tore one rotator cuff and then literally tore the other. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's but a he, year. That's but a he's year. just not a big guy. He's not a big guy. No, he's not. He, he's, he's an average size guy. Uh, Kevin Owens, su- very successful as NXT champion, successful on the main roster. Now, lately, though, I would consider him mid-card status. But again, I'm not saying mid-card's bad. I'm just, this is what I, this is what I see that yeah. has come out of being NXT champion. You've had more people become mid-carders than success which, which is understandable to an extent uh the next is finn balor same as kevin owens very successful early on uh had that injury that took him away from the uh being he was wwe universal champion yeah for like a day and then had to relinquish it due to injury and then just after that never really reached the pinnacle of what he were where he was at and Finn's another one. He he has that that great physique, just doesn't have the height. So again, I'm talking about it from a being in the room and and hearing the yelling and the screaming. You know, this is yeah. another one. He's got the body, but he doesn't have the height. Well, I mean, so far, not one champion has been over even touched six, six five, yeah, or six two for that matter, yeah. Uh, next champion was Samoa Joe. Main eventer to mid card, released, brought back to NXT, becomes NXT champion again, and has to relinquish the NXT championship due to injury. And now we see uh, NXT get a makeover. I honestly expected to see Samoa Joe on that list of getting released again, just because they released him the first time I injury or not. I, I, he's one, I didn't see as being marked safe, so to speak. Patience, patience. I, I, I think there's more coming every, every quarter. You're going to see now more and more every quarter. You're going to see people getting released because yeah. as the, as the budget numbers don't 
reach where they're supposed to, then we just chop a half a million here, half a million there. You got to understand, these guys are getting a minimum of four or five hundred thousand dollars. They're not getting 15 bucks an hour like you and I are working our daily jobs. Yeah. Um, so then I, uh, the next one is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Kind of a little roller coaster, but he's always been able to stay in, in the mid card range in WWE. Vince has never loved the foreign talent. So, yeah. And yeah. As we, as we heard when uh, we interviewed Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon, when I asked about the broken English spoken between Shinsuke and Asuka and how they feel that uh, being Japanese, how their people are being represented in WWE. If you want to hear about that, fans, go to Apple Podcast, Perched on the Top Rope. It is episode 36, a very exclusive interview with Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon. Um, and, and Sonny made a great point that if it's hard for us to understand what they're saying and English is our first language for him being Japanese and, and English being a second language, it's even harder for him to understand what they're trying to say in English. hundred um, yeah. percent. You know, so yeah, you know, WWE doesn't necessarily look at it probably from the perspective that we see it, but Unfortunately, that's where Nakamura is. Uh, next is Bobby Roode. He's in a tag team with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, some would argue mid-card status. I say he's basically a jobber because that's basically all Dolph has done since uh, those concussions and had to relinquish the WWE championship. Now, Bobby Roode is somebody who I would say has that look and feel. He's got the height. He's got the look. He's got the feel. He's got everything. He's built. Um, side story. What do they call that show in Jersey? Legends of the Ring. Legends of the Ring, isn't it? I the autograph so. signing. Legends of the Ring. Okay. Yeah. I'm at Legends of the Ring with Road Dog, who is the agent head guy for NXT at the time. Billy Gunn, who's the head trainer or whatever. And Bobby Roode is sitting at the table behind us. And they call Bobby Roode over. And they ask Bobby, what's, it, what's the deal with your contract, et cetera, et cetera. And Bobby says, well, I could probably get out. And Brian Road Dog was telling him how to get out of his contract. Yeah. Impact. He was at Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. I think when DX, as much as Vince... Whatever. I, I think Vince holds issues with DX. You know, each one of them outside of Triple H has been a problem. Uh, they've had their issues, let's just say. Um, Brian, by the way, celebrating 11 years sobriety today, so congratulations to him. But again, I think that when they brought him over, he was a DX kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And Vince just never wanted to give that guy the shot. But he has the look and feel. Yeah, he does. I mean, again, he's a former Impact World Champion. So um, I, I think he's a great talent. I think Dolph is a great talent, too. I think Dolph is very underutilized just as much as Bobby Roode is. Uh, I, I think that Dolph is a little too much Shawn Michaels, and they probably didn't want to go down that road again. He's oh, way he's too much Shawn Michaels. He, he's a hundred percent Shawn Michaels and badass Billy Gunn all day. He, he's, he's just, a, he's a great mix of the two, but he also makes himself look like that, but that's for another episode. Uh, Drew McIntyre, obvious. Uh, look, feel everything. He's been the world champion. Yeah. He's still in, he's still in the prime of everything. His first, his first run with the company didn't go well, but it, you know, which, which goes exactly to my point. Look at the way he looked in his first run. He, was he didn't have the look at He was scrawny. Didn't have the look and feel. Now look at him. He is a chiseled Adonis. I mean, he was even, he was though once uh, Vince's chosen one as he was. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah and, and I could write that too. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, almost uh, requested his release left the company. Alistair Black released, left the company. 
Oh, Andrade. Yeah, he was almost. A-L-A-M-S. Oh, is that what they called him? Yeah. Oh, he was Andrade. Andrade Cien Almos. Oh, okay. Then you got uh, Tommaso. Champa, okay. He, he's a forever on NXT. Never wants yeah. to leave. He said it in interviews. Uh, Johnny Gargano, obviously same thing. Very successful in NXT. One of those doesn't want to leave. Adam Cole. Let his contract expire. Well, Adam Cole, as great as Adam Cole is, and I love Adam Cole, clearly doesn't have the look and feel to what Vince wants. He just does, he doesn't have the body. Dude, he's he's five four and hundred and fifty pounds. Exactly. When I, your I girlfriend him. is when your girlfriend is taller than you, there's a problem. Yeah, I I, I met him and, and everyone's like, no, he's two hundred pounds. I'm like, no. That no, man he's not. That man's 150 pounds. 100%. Uh, next is Keith Lee, who you know is unsuccessful on the main roster and was released. And doesn't have the look and feel. And last but not least, Karrion Cross, unsuccessful on the main roster. That's the mind-blowing one. They gave him two different characters on the main roster within months. What they should have done, and I think you'll agree with me, they ruined him from the minute they brought him up to the main roster without Scarlett. One million percent. His entrance in NXT when Charlotte would come out, and it's her voice that you're hearing doing all the stuff, and the smoke comes out, you know, and then I believe he would come out, and then you would see her, like, doing her mystical like dance or whatever she was doing to the ring with him and then they'd get to the ring and and then she would you know basically be the mouth beeps because he didn't speak in nxt much like uh dexter loomis doesn't speak and then they had him speak which was fine they they brought him up to the main roster but didn't bring her that's literally the last we see of scarlet the rumor was scarlet and they were going to have Scarlett actually wrestle and put her on SmackDown, put Karrion on Raw. We only saw Karrion make it to Raw. They completely changed him without Scarlett. They gave him that executioner from WCW NWO Revenge on Nintendo 64 look with a mix of demolition and a uh, super shredder yeah. kind of mask that Kevin Nash war type deal when he was super shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, a lot of people were mad that Carrion lost to Jeff Hardy in his debut on raw. It was supposed to be a push for Hardy. Turns out not to be a push for Hardy, but it did more damage to cross than anything. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because if the, the, if the object was to get Hardy over using Cross, it was supposed to be a push for Jeff Hardy. Why didn't Jeff Hardy get the push? And why didn't they run something more with Cross? I mean, they obviously had an angle where Cross defeated Hardy, but it did nothing for neither at that point. That's that's somebody who, who or several people who fell asleep at the wheel. Um, there was no reason why Karrion Cross shouldn't have just maintained his gimmick from NXT all the way up to the WWE. WWE is NXT, so they created this thing in NXT. So just bring it up. Yeah. And keep Scarlet, keep Karrion Cross the same exact way you've been doing it. Now, Scarlett is a phenomenal worker. She's a, she's a great wrestler, women's wrestler. And from what I understand, WWE wanted to use her as a woman's wrestler. But you know what? Down the road, maybe you could do that. But to get this guy over, keep him the way he is. And, and this guy is my 100% top look and feel. I... I, I it baffles me and and I don't know what the hell they're doing over there because we didn't make these kind of mistakes uh you know back in back in my day if you want to get old with it 
this is just, and I know in talking with several people who are in NXT, who are the higher ups of NXT, who are friends of mine, I see their head in their hands and they have no clue what the hell. There's no answer for it. Nobody has an answer for it. There's one guy and no one's ever going to find out what his reasoning is behind that stupidity. It, it, that was just uh, what they did to Karrion Cross was ridiculous. And for weeks, we sat here on a podcast and I sat with not only you, but I sat with Alex and I said, hey, this is what I think we, we, we're the direction we're going to go. Maybe Karrion loses, but he's losing because he doesn't have his power. And Scarlet is that power. And eventually she's got to make her grand debut. And they never debuted this girl. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And and it, while it's said that they got released, if there's one gold mine that AEW is sitting on, it's carrying Cross and Scarlet. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a it's never easy when you hear someone, you know, lose their job. But you know, when you sit back and you look. This one had had quite a few shocking names, you know. I, every time there's always shocking names. Uh, and there's going to continue to be. There's going to continue to be, folks. There's going to continue just, to be. I just wanted to look back at this because, like I said, out of the 18 champions, seven are no longer with the company. And that dates back to even the last three NXT champions. So, like, to me, that says that's not a good sign. You know, the other was the fact that eight have never held a, a championship on the main roster. That's that's you expect some of these things when you hear it, but you know, when you look back at all the some of these great names like Alistair Black, Andrade Cien Almos, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, all getting let go or granting their release, letting their contracts expire those are the guys that are supposed to be like the next wave of, of the rocks and stone colds and stuff like that. And WWE, but let's be honest. You just mentioned the rock and stone colds of WWE. Well, they're supposed to be the next. Yeah. But stars of the company, let's, let's, let's take a look at what the rock looked like. Let's take a look at what stone cold looked like. And then let's take a look at Adam Cole. Well, yeah, I mean, Adam Cole looks like the little boy who wants an autograph from an autograph session, November 13th and 14th at big event, New York and Albany showcase of legends with the, he doesn't, he does not look like the heavyweight champion of the world. Keith Lee looks like some of the guys we saw in Albany at showcase of legends five <laughs> looking for an autograph. I mean, uh... Yeah, you know, uh, well, I, I mean, you mentioned the Rock and Stone Cold. I'll mention Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage or the Ultimate Warrior. You know why you never saw Andre the Giant as a world champion? Not only because they didn't need him to be the world champion because he was a showcase in himself, but he didn't have that look and feel. Andre wasn't a well-built guy. He was just a, a huge guy. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of rhyme and reasons as to why like i referred to them as the next big stars as like the rock and stone cold only because i don't know i could have said john cena even or, or okay. something like that take but, john cena another I mean, guy who's jack I'm not, the unbelief i'm i'm not i wasn't talking their build i was just talking you know they are supposed to be the names that are supposed to be the next the next superstars in professional wrestling and I agree with you, but when you're in a when you're in Titan Tower, and you're in that long board table with the stupid dinosaur behind you, the fuck, we got that for. Um, these are the the conversations that you're having. These are the the words that are being said. And he I mean, does not have the look and feel of my champion, and I'm not going to put the goddamn belt on a guy that looks like that. He's got to be bigger, better, I mean, better. The only thing I can say to that is, is, is from a realistic standpoint, is his talents can't use steroids anymore, so he's never going to get them as big as they were. They were Hold on. Wise. 
Hold on, carrying cross. Was not a steroid using guy, but he was bigger, better, better. Yeah, well, his height obviously plays a factor in that. But like, okay, there's there's other people uh, in WWE right now that that have the height. I could have been a major league baseball pitcher, but my arm didn't play. My arm played a factor in that. I can't throw. He's he's got. He's got three or four guys on the main roster now that are seven foot, terrible wrestlers from what I've seen. But okay, but how tall is Drew McIntyre? Six, seven. How tall is uh, Bobby Lashley? Oh, how tall is Brock Lesnar? How tall is Brock Lesnar? I think the same as Bobby. How tall is Roman Reigns? Do you, do you see we're going with six 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 seven? Do you, do you see we got a pattern here, and and do you see they all have the same kind of body? They're not five foot four, one hundred and forty pounds. They yeah, look like it just took the air out of a tire. I mean, you know, speaking of Roman though, he actually just surpassed uh, CM Punk's world title reign of four hundred and thirty four days, and that was today actually. <laughs> well, yes, congratulate, WWE, congratulations, w, Roman. Yes, WWE really wants that one to be known. Um, <laughs> hey, we passed CM Punk. Now you <laughs> can didn't drop we the get title. Rid of, didn't we get rid of AJ Lee too? We had uh, what's her name beat that? Uh, 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 the Bella Twin, Nikki. Oh yeah, yeah. They they did that. Yeah, right off the bat. As soon as Nikki got it, um, yeah, they they had her, they had that record beaten, and that was that was literally just out of out of spite. I felt like uh, during that time, AJ Lee was like one of the only women that could actually wrestle for the company. But that's another another episode. Another person, another guest who will be at the big event. Yes, thirteenth, AJ. AJ Lee. Looking forward to that one. And um, we also found out that Sabu has announced his retirement. The extreme specialist, if you will, is no longer going to wrestle. Until um, he needs 500 bucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sticking out. I was actually going to go to the sentimental route, you know, but. Goddamn headset. <laughs> Nah, so you know we're we're happy for Sabu. Uh, he's gonna have a lot of aches and pains. I know he's still mourning the loss of uh, his girlfriend who had passed away, which is uh, very very sad. But uh, yeah, Rob, I believe there's only one thing. There is one other thing we've been talking about this whole show. You've and- you've brought up their names. I have. And you know what? Neil Pruitt has to take this over right now. And there's only one way Neil can do it. Neil, hit the music. The following autograph signing has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's true. It's true. It's true. 2022 is going to be the year of Perched on the Top Rope because February 6th, which February 6th is a very, very, very important date. You want to know why it's important, Lee? It's because on February 5th, the 90-day clause of Carrion Cross runs out, and therefore February 6th at Baltimore Celeb Fest, Three, where they're bigger, better, better. Yeah, Vince, I took your thing. Carrion Cross, Scarlet Bordeaux, perched on the top rope. Tickets will be available starting Tuesday morning. And if Alex is editing this podcast, that'll be a week from now. Don't you worry. November 9th. If you're hearing this a week from now, two weeks from now, it doesn't matter. November 9th. If you're hearing this after November 9th, eventbrite.com, Carrion Cross, 
Scarlet Bordeaux, Baltimore Celeb Fest, February 6th. Just punch any of those things in there. They will pop up. But yes, Perched on the Top Rope is kicking off 2022 in a huge way. And we haven't even gotten to the big event March. Don't you worry. They got something real big cooking up here. And as the old road dog Jesse James used to say, I got a lot more than hops and barley cooking up here. Maybe another 90-day clause coming to Perched on the Top Rope. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find Perched on the Top Rope anywhere podcasts are found on Apple Perched on the Top Rope. You can find us on Red Circle, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, Podbay, Spotify. Sirius XM. You can also find us on youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. All those awesome interviews that you hear on the podcast, you can watch them and see the wrestlers themselves. You can also find us on Facebook perched on the top rope. We are on Twitter perched top rope and Instagram perched top rope. If you want to see a hilarious video of the taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog, go to our TikTok perched on the top rope. Rob, you know what to do. Even though Scarlett did it earlier today, spoiler free is the way to be. We're out. Recording stopped. Recording stopped.